How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Uh, here I got my seasoned co-star, Dr. John Huang. How's it going, Dr. John? Doing well, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So on uh, this episode, I have Dr. John with me, and uh, we wanted to talk about something that's kind of new to the fitness industry, and that is BFR or blood flow restriction. Um, I've kind of seen it in the last six years, barely being used. It actually, one of my own tenants at my gym was kind of one of the, the first and foremost uh, to, to kind of use that kind of technology. But now you're seeing it everyone on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, and I think it does have some really good applications. Uh, and uh, Dr. John has uh, been using this technique for a while. It is very new, but, you know, he is certified to use it. And I thought we'd pick his brain and kind of jump in there. So let you take awesome. it away, Dr. John. Cool. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me, Brad. I'm excited to be back and talk a little bit about <clears throat> what I do as a physical therapist. And then uh, again, talk about this uh, newer uh, modality called blood flow restriction training. That's like you said, kind of taking the uh, fitness, wellness, rehab industry by storm a bit. Um, there's a lot of different applications and the concepts are pretty simple, but the application is pretty enormous in terms of who can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it's it's really important that people have a good understanding of the safety implications, because I think that's the number one question that people have as well. Am I appropriate for this? Is this going to do any harm? What can I expect from it? So I think this is a great opportunity to, to chat about it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess one of the things that I'll just uh, start off with is again that, you know, everything that I'm saying right now is for education purposes. The first thing you need to do if you're considering this type of modality is to talk to your healthcare provider. A physical therapist is a great person to talk to um, throughout the orthopedics and sports industry uh, for physical therapists. Most people have either used it or are definitely aware of it. So it's really important that you make sure that you're cleared for any contraindications um, when you use a technique like this, like anything else that you do before yeah. you actually try it out. So I just want to make that uh, clear before we get started. But yeah, I guess what are the big burning questions that you have, Brad, as a somebody who's in the fitness industry, but also kind of going through your own recovery? Yeah. So, um, you know, I I know a little bit about it, but let me just start off with the question, like, what is blood flow restriction? You know, I, sure. I, I see it as, okay, you put a band around different parts of your yeah. body. I don't know which parts yeah. to restrict the blood flow. So the workout's harder, you know, let's just right. start with a basic thing, right. you know, where, where do we go from that or what is yes. it? So basic anatomy and physiology, right? Our body obviously runs in the cardiovascular system. That's what brings nutrients, oxygen to our blood or to our uh, muscles, our bones and tendons. And so when we do something, uh, to restrict blood flow, we create a different type of environment within that muscle of that group. So blood flow restriction training is essentially a way to almost biohack your body by mm -hmm. creating uh, occlusion. So basically cutting off bl a blood flow, venous and arterial blood flow to certain areas of your body by using a cuff. And so um, there's been different ways that people apply the cuff. Some people use like a legit just tourniquet, like a rubber band or like a, a wad band. Um, obviously, that's not as precise and accurate. And that's something that I would not recommend. Yeah. But now the more sophisticated uses are these um, these pressure cuffs that can be controlled. So you basically put it on like a blood pressure cuff. It's Velcroed on. And then they have these valves that are connected to just like a pump. You have a manual one or automatic one. And the first thing that people need to do is make sure that it's being included at the right percentage. 
Mm -hmm. So uh, when we occlude it, the first thing you do with a healthcare provider or somebody in the fitness industry who's well-versed in using blood flow restriction training is to make sure that they're measuring what your blood flow occlusion pressure is. So your limb occlusion pressure, because everybody's is different based on your weight, your height, uh, your, you know, your cardiovascular system. And once you find that kind of sweet spot, you basically keep the cuff on at a certain percentage. And after uh, moving in, keeping it in one position, you're going to feel like that blood right there is kind of like, you're going to get that pump, that same kind of pump that you get after a workout. And so when we um, create this system in your body where it's lacking now fresh oxygen, mm -hmm. it's going to create a different type of metabolic stress in the muscles that's going to generate different types of tissue adaptation. So in a nutshell, it's a basically a way for you to control how your blood is being circulated through the body in a controlled and safe manner so that when you exercise, you're creating a system that's going to push forward this stress that's going to help you either recover faster, grow, uh, grow stronger, and also save you time in a lot of these efforts. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the basics of, of what it is, um, but how you apply it, I think, is the most important thing. Yeah. And then, you know, also the whole reason to, to use something like this mainly for, you know, physical therapy, I see all sorts of trainers and big guys mm -hmm. using it to try to get that biohack yeah. and everything. But I mean, I yeah. think the main purpose was, you know, someone's injured, they're recovering, they want to get back up to weightlifting, but it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's too risky to go too fast and too heavy. Yeah. And, you know, the theory is you use these BFRs and mm -hmm. uh, you can use lighter weight and it'll mm -hmm. feel like 10 pounds will feel like you're using 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So besides just the feeling, what is it you're trying to, you know, the, you're restricting that blood flow. We went through some yeah. of the stuff you're saying. Yeah. Is it, is it because you're instigating a hormonal response to be able to still generate muscle tissue with yeah. that using less weight? Like that's a great question. Uh, part of it, it, there is going to be a hormonal response. I think the other thing is, is that again, the, the big goal, uh, let's give an example of somebody who's come out of a surgery, say like uh, a knee surgery. And the first thing they're trying to do is to get their quad muscle to turn back on, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to put them under a squat rack right after surgery, obviously. However, you do want to stimulate that muscle to a certain point so that it starts to develop the neuromuscular connections again. It also, we need blood flow to that area to make sure that it heals correctly. So there's a way with uh, blood flow restriction training to stimulate muscle growth and the strength of the tissue without causing that, without the risk of causing uh, pain or further damage from loading it in traditional means. So whether mm -hmm. through weight weights or a, uh, a resistance band. So um, there are ways to, again, scale it back. Like you're saying that it's going to feel really intense. It's going to feel like a huge workout, but in reality, it's not the same type of volume or load that you would get uh, during a normal workout. So your body is getting stimulated in a different way because you basically change the environment that the muscle now lives in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you get the same benefits as I'm, you know, I'm healed and I'm doing heavier weights. Cause I'm trying to, let's just mm -hmm. say, um, for the sake of things, you're looking for hypertrophy to get bigger, yeah. build muscle yeah. tissue. Yeah. So now can I still do that with the, the blood flow restriction or is it only up to a certain point or. Yeah, absolutely. You can. And I would say that, um, again, it's not a modality or training method to replace normal, um, you know, workouts and using weights that is still really important, you know, part of the training routine, I'd say it's a great compliment. Mm -hmm. um, so say you 
you know, you had a heavy leg day, you worked out really hard and you're sore the next day, well, you get the, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness. However, you want to continue stimulating the muscle, making sure that you're getting um, the right environment for, uh, you know, protein synthesis and, and muscle development. And a great recovery day is to do, um, you know, a leg workout with blood flow restriction cuffs on uh, the following day so that you're still generating a lot of that um, stimulation to the muscles, but it's at a much lower load and you're not going to risk, you know, overstressing the tissue by continuing to, to lift heavy the next day. So I've seen people, you know, do a heavy workout the first day and then use blood flow restriction the next day while they're on the bike, while they're doing some body weight stuff. And they still get that same pump, but they're not going to be feeling like, you know, they take the whole day off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it seems like there's more benefit to use it than going the other route because mm -hmm. lifting heavier and going up, you're going to have to play that game of, you know, yeah. you've got to recover to come back, yeah. but you're still struggling to get enough days and whatever you're, you're yeah. trying to work out for the week. Yeah. Um, so now you have this, ability to you know you're not tearing the tissue down as much as you would lifting mm -hmm. heavier weights but you're hopefully getting the same hormonal response Correct. so could technically you work out with cuffs seven days a week or do you still need recovery time even for those or is there yeah. a problem with going seven days a week because of the <laughs> yeah you know, well, uh, let me back up and say this, that when you actually use the blood pressure or the blood flow restriction cuffs, it's not like you're keeping them on for an hour and going through a workout that way. Right? Okay. We are still, you know, controlling how much time under tension that you're on. So you'll usually um, set it up, uh, do, well, there's a protocol for specific exercise, but um, at one time you'll do like a set of four, uh, four sets of like 15, and then you'll take it off before you do the next set where you, re when you put it back on. So you want to make sure that you're giving yourself break in between okay. some of these things. Uh, in terms of your questions, I'm doing it every single day. Um, that's a good question. I honestly think that there, there needs to be a day where you're not trying to push everything to the limit. So I always uh, recommend, especially in the beginning, testing to see how your body responds to it first giving yourself mm -hmm. a, a total day of rest after you try something new like this before you continue to just you know go hard at it so whenever i work with patients um typically we'll do one session a week at bfr if i introduce it and if they respond well and they see benefit then we'll switch to two days a week um but again my programming is different based on what we're trying to achieve if you're on a hypertrophy hypertrophic program, um, you're not going to be lifting, or in my mind, you shouldn't be lifting balls to the wall every single day. Yeah, Anyways, absolutely. you should be giving yourself some time to recover. So I would, I would treat it the same way you would any other type of, of programming is just to make sure that your body responds appropriate way before you move on. Yeah. And, uh, just like my audience over 40 fitness acts, everyone here's over 40. So I think all of us and all my listeners listening are, are mm -hmm. kind of over that 20 year old phase of, you know, <laughs> I want to get as big as I can. And I, exactly. you know, I've, I trained seven days a week and I don't get sore anymore and all that. Well, I'm sorry. We're all over 40 now. <laughs> that's not happening. So that's, that's why we need stuff like this just to, you yeah. know, maybe get in another session. If, if two sessions yeah. a week is too much. Yeah, because, you know, it does take more time and it's harder to maintain muscles. So right. something like this could help us get one more session in the week or, or at least just one more session, yeah. um, you know, without having to go that heavier weights and taking the exactly. risk of damaging yeah. the joint. And I like that you you mentioned the, the aspect of time, because I think that's one of the biggest um, 
uh, obstacles for people in terms of working out and maintaining a certain level of fitness is the time spent needing to, you know, go to the gym, get that all in. Uh, I think one of the greatest things about BFR is that it, it improves the efficiency of your workouts there we go and improve like it's working smarter not harder right and so we're able to really focus on what needs to grow and then you also can it's portable like i can i here i'll show you it's right here it's uh it's just a little it's a case right here i have all my entire set in this little wow. briefcase thing i can take this to a client's home get them a, a great workout it's like less than 10 pounds fits wherever and you know if you're traveling it's a great it's a great tool to have so um yeah, it's, it's just something that I think really speeds up a lot of what can be done, uh, you know, over a, a longer time period. But especially if you're spending time with a rehab professional and, you know, time is precious with your PT, we want to make sure that we get the most bang for your buck. So this is great, great option to have in your in your toolkit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the personal training world, too, you know, not everyone has the luxury of being at a gym for their job and, you know, have mm -hmm. every available opening where I could work out. You know, and I've got some clients that can only do once a week. That's just, that's all they can do. And, you know, it's better mm -hmm. than nothing, but if I can enhance their time while they're there and yeah. just get a more effective, efficient workout, you know, that's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. So, um, those are a lot of the great benefits. Are there any risks involved or some people shouldn't do this, shouldn't ever do it? Or, you know, I'm sure there's a huge list of stuff. Maybe just go over the, some of the simpler ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, again, why I stress uh, that this is, even though this is used widely across um, the industry, it's, it's very, very important, especially if you have any comorbidities, um, you know, uh, blood pressure issues, even history of cancer, those types of things are really important to think about um, based on the concept of how this works, right? And so we are basically pushing, we are, we are including blood flow, and then we're also um, creating it so that we're increasing blood flow after we take it off. So if there are any, um, you know, diseases or previous medical history that you're trying to either stem spread of, you know, hormone, hormone growth factors, that type of thing, like cancer, like met metastatic cancer, this would probably be a contraindication. So something that we would mm. want to work with uh, uh, your PCP, your primary care physician before you try something like this. Uh, again, if you have hypertension or you've had a stroke or anything like that in the past where you're now on medications that are uh, affecting your blood flow, that is, again, another area where we need to really um, get a good handle of how you're controlling your current symptoms and current um, medications before you try something like this. And so that's why it's so important to make sure that somebody screens you before you just go ahead and, you know, put these on, right? Yep. Um, but generally, um, you know, I feel like there's wide application of using this with most people as long as you are smart about thinking about what this is doing to your body. Um, so... I mean, I, I have a full list here of like contraindications. And again, maybe this is something that, uh, you know, if you, if you want to have a list of this, I can send this to you later, Brad, but yeah, I would say, you know, rather than just going by what I'm giving you right now is the biggest thing is to just make sure that before you try something like this, that you get it screened out first. So yeah, yeah those are some of the, you know, kind of the things that we have to think about before we actually try something like this. And then it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Cause you know, you see this stuff all on Amazon and Facebook mm -hmm. ads and everything, and people are just buying this stuff. And even young people, yeah. you just see them at the gym and you're like, ah, oh, they didn't even get really trained besides a yeah. probably a two minute little YouTube video to do it. It's just, if you're going to mess right. with something new like this, you know, mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. to 
at least pay a professional, at least get you started. And then you're a lot better off than just buying a gimmicky thing online. Right. 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 So, so a few other things that I would say, um, in terms of, you know, general things that, that most people need to, to, to know is that if you're currently pregnant, I would not recommend it because you are now, you know, your blood, uh, your circulatory system is now uh, changed because you have another human in your body. (laughs) If you have uncontrolled hypertension. So basically, if you're not taking medication for high blood pressure, um, if you've had any type of chronic heart disease or insufficiency, um, and then any children or anybody less than the uh, age of puberty. So under adolescence, that's another uh, uh, population that hasn't been really studied in yet. And I, and I don't think we've, we've had a lot enough research to really see the benefit yet. So yeah, those are some big ones, but there's, there are some other ones that I would, um, that are important and uh, we can go over those later. Yeah. And one thing just to let the audience know too, you know, as with many things, new things, you know, they've done their due diligence, you know, whatever companies are putting this stuff out, hopefully, but just overall, the science behind this is such a short time span. Mm-hmm. You know, just be careful when you're using something new like this versus, mm-hmm. you know, weight training has been around for hundreds of years. We already know we're kind of getting ourselves into. Sure. But, sure, uh, sure. you know, take it with a grain of salt. Hopefully it's not your only method of, uh, you know, fitness. Right, right, right. Yeah. Again, this is a complement to what we're doing right now. Another way to kind of just... Um, uh, improve the efficiency, improve the way that we train. And if, as long as you're well, as, as long as you're educated on um, the benefits and the contraindications and, you know, are in contact with somebody that can, that can give you guidance on it. It's, I think it's, in my opinion, it's a very uh, health and healthy and safe way to get um, that stimulation that you, that you want and need. Yep. I agree. Um, Dr. John, what is the, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, um, there's a couple different methods. And, and like I said, I am a, a contractor and a partner with Movement X. Their website is www.movement-x.com. You can go in there and actually look up my profile just by going to the Orange County tab. So that's how you could find me out for, for care. I also have a social media presence. I, I post videos and content and my actual, my alias is uh, at your spin doctor. And the Your Spin Doctor comes from a combination of being a PT, but I also, on another life, I'm a DJ as well. So I kind of combine yeah. those two. That's kind of my brand. So if you are curious and want to want to reach out, you can always DM me there, or you can reach out through the MX platform. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the in the podcast description too. So awesome. Well, awesome. Well, Dr. John, thanks for uh, being with us, and he'll be with us for another four episodes. So you'll get used to his good. voice. <laughs> Any, any, yeah. Any final thoughts or. Yeah. Um, I guess right now we're kind of in this area, gray area where gyms are, you know, back in full force. I want to just put out a cautionary tale that if, if you are looking to get back into your normal routine, you need some guidance, you haven't been moving the way you have in a while, feel free to reach out to a PT to get just a movement screen. This is something that we love to offer. And it's not necessary that you're in pain or anything like that. What we want to do is set you up for success. So if you have any questions about preventative care, a physical therapist is a great way to get started. Yeah. And I think that uh, screening right before you start a training program, whether it's with a personal trainer or on your own, just, just to do that initial one, just to make sure. I think that's awesome. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks you, thank you, Dr. John. And we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Sounds good. Thanks, Brad.